What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. This week, we have a very special episode. Usually, I get on here, and I rant, and I rave, and I berate myself, And um, but this week... Trying a little thing, a little, little, something a little different. Um, so as you guys may or may not know, I'm a comedian and I like to sometimes um, give advice on comedy because I, I think I have something to offer. Maybe I'm just delusional, but I think I have uh, some good advice, some thoughts. And, um, but the reality is like a lot of times uh, people will ask me, um, hey, like, um, how do I go about getting booked? Or, hey, do you have, you know, any advice for... Uh, a new comic or just a comic just just trying to get more work on the road or whatever and i'm a content whore and i always feel like if i'm gonna babble on about these things i might as well record it and also sometimes when you know when i talk about these things say them out loud uh sometimes i learn something too so this week um i have a very uh very funny very dedicated um trying to see uh hustler I'll take Is it. Is that a great? Yeah, Anthony Santino. Um, I've done his show a few times at uh, Easy Lover yep. in Brooklyn, and also we met doing background work. Yeah, was that White Plains or New Rochelle, somewhere like that? I don't know, but it was one of those where you had to wake up at four a.m., take the shuttle from like 59th and Lex or something, like something yeah, around I think here. I drove. I drove that day. You drove. Oh, that's great, dude. Because yeah. then you could at, at the end of the day, you sign your waiver, you get the fuck out of there, oh, dude. Oh yeah, bit of a flex. I could drive it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have to take the if you have to take the shuttle bus, you got to wait for every other idiot to derobe and return their wardrobe and all that horrific shit. But, um, yeah, so Anthony, uh, how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, almost two years now. Two years, yeah. Yep. Anthony is doing it right, man. He's uh, He's got his own show. He's uh, he's doing content, and uh, he's uh, always writing, always working, and he's uh, he's hustling, and he's doing the right thing. You know, I see a lot of people that, that uh, I don't see a lot of people, like, I don't, like, personally know a lot of people that do comedy early on, but, like, I feel like all they're doing is, like, open mics, which is, like, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, but, like, you're almost taking it to, like, like, I don't think I started doing producing shows or content to like like three four years in so yeah i just i just wanted to do open mics and like i was very insulated i was like a five open mic a night guy so i just didn't but i didn't socialize with anyone i didn't like give a shit about producing my own stuff to get myself on stage i just was like i'll i'll pay the five dollar two drink minimum and get a laughing buddha chip thrown at me Mm. um to get on stage so that's just how I did it, but I wish I had done that earlier because the networking and um, yeah. just the business side, like you're already kind of ahead on that. So. Well, I mean, I feel like you, because you have the mentality, that's why I was surprised to hear that because you have the mentality, like you do hustle, you work hard. I was, so like, you you waited till like three years into like be yeah. more productive on the networking side of things you're saying? Yeah, well, that's most, but it's more, that's more of my personality. Yeah. I'm more of like a lone wolf, you know, I'll like, I hate relying on other people for stuff. Like no, if they drive you, yeah. me fucking nuts when... So I, I just, uh, I don't, I'm not really, a, I'm not a good, I'm a good teammate, but I prefer not to be on a team. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. And I think a lot of people, you know, I grew up an only child. So I think people with siblings are um, just a little, you know, maybe, maybe they were more popular growing up. They just, they just ease, they know how to work with other people. So, um, and that's how you produce your shows and stuff, you know, but yeah. I, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I was more of like a work hard, put your head down and uh, yeah. do it yourself. 
Well, my thing is like I'm an only child too, so we have that yeah. in common. Yeah. I, I pretended I was going to look at a camera, but I didn't. But yeah, the um, cameras are everywhere, so don't yeah. worry about well, where they're, you look. Yeah. They're they're the wide. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I um, but that was my thing too. So basically, year one of comedy was all that, just like doing open mics, yeah. a couple of bringers, because you get more of an audience. Whatever. There's different people have different opinions on yeah. that. Obviously, I try not to do those right now or anything. But um, like I'm fortunate now. I'm barking at the grizzly pair. I'm happy about that because where I'm at, like I'm still barely into comedy. Yeah. And for me, that's like it's a guaranteed spot. There's no like requirement. They're not like, oh, you have to get this quota or you don't get stage. It's like, yeah. it's like, yep, you bark, you do your best, you get stage time. Um, yeah. Straightforward. And for me, you know, you get real audiences. I'm getting, you know, people from Denmark that barely speak English, but like, it's good. Yeah. We have real audiences and you get good audiences. And yeah. um, I'm just, you know, I think one thing I'm good about, I'm, an, I'm a bit of a lone wolf too. I didn't network like my whole first year. And then... Yeah. After a while, I was just like, you know what? You know, I live in my apartment by myself. I'm sitting here. I did a mic. I'm lazing out. Be like, get off your ass and go. And like, you yeah, know, your friend's hosting a show at the Grizzly Pair tonight. Go there. Go hang out. Meet yeah. somebody. And literally that one time I did that for the first time, like I met the producer and I was like, hey, I would love to help out. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's funny because all the times I do try to hang out, I always end up getting a spot. Like I'll just show up somewhere and yeah. people, someone will be like, oh, you're here. Like you want to do the show That's next right, month? And like, yeah, yeah, sure. But like, I still like. I, you know, I, same thing I'll do, I'll be home, nothing to do. And then I'm just like, just, just something about being in New York. Like it's like physical labor to go yeah. hang out. You have to li leave the house, walk, get on the train, yeah. get a homeless dick in your face. Yeah. And then you Yummy. have to get off. You have to, you know, just smell shit and avoid dog pee everywhere yeah. and get to the show. And all this work and then obviously in the back of your head it's like what if no one i don't know anyone there right. what if it's awkward blah blah blah. but i think like in a in a in a most place like if you just drive somewhere it's like you got your ac on you got your yeah. podcast you go stop by a mcdonald's drive-thru you know yeah it's it's less work less labor you know yeah but i think you know <laughs> it's not so lazier <laughs> i think like nowadays we just have so many options at our disposal yeah. and there's also the comparison culture with social like you know you see people killing it on social you're like oh like I think they're amazing, but fuck, I wish I was doing that. Or I don't think they're that good. How's that working? Yeah. You, know, you have all these things in your mind. You're like, why am I even worried about that? And then even choosing, like, if you're sitting on your couch, you're like, okay, I could be out. I'm a piece of shit for not doing a show tonight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then the second you leave your house, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm happy. I got out. I'm active. I'm yeah. being productive. I'm meeting some people, you know? And like you said, you usually, good things churn out of that. Like you get yeah. a spot or something. Yeah. Like people appreciate your effort. They appreciate support and they yeah. appreciate... Yeah, yeah, I almost never yeah. regret um, leaving leaving the house, but it's just it's just hard. It's just hard for uh, for whatever reason. You yeah, know? it's still it's still something. Like I used to try to do a joke about it, but it just it wasn't funny. It was just kind of depressing. But it's yeah. like you think from like learned behavior. If you keep doing something, like let's say you you touch something that's hot, you you won't touch it again because you know you get that feeling. But like yeah. Um, or if you touch something that feels good, you might want to like you know like sex. It's like it feels good. You want to keep going back to it. Yeah. But then for some reason with like social interaction, it's like it feels good when you go, but then you you don't want to do it. Yes. It doesn't make you go, oh, I got to get social, you know? Right. So that's, that's, uh, I tried a bit of itch, like I said, it's, it's, not, it's not funny. It's more like weird, but yeah. Anyway, so, um, shoot some questions that you have, um, yes. about, uh, the stand up of comedies. And I see, I'll see. So, can, yeah, uh, I prepared a few questions for James. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my Dan Rather shit right now. Um, <laughs> What like this is number one. I mean, this maybe like skips ahead, but I know some stuff about you. And yeah. then there's other things maybe we didn't even touch on in yeah. conversation. So first thing I wrote down in my iPhone notes section, I said, uh, When did you know that you were going to be able to do stand up full time? Oh, full time. Yes. Like the the amount of years in? Yeah, like what was it yeah. if there was a moment or an amount of time or it, whatever it was. It was when I completely 
decided that I could live in squalor yeah. and be okay with it. So that like technically if you you know sell your car, you downsize your house, you could like become a professional comedian like if you just like downsize like what your expenses are. Pretty much anyone can become a full-time comedian. So that's kind of what I did. I I was living with my parents. So ironically, I I uh I had really no bills. Like I was just living at home, but I didn't want to live at home anymore. And I just was like, let me move to New York. I found the cheapest place in Manhattan. I was in East Harlem. I lived in like this uh, room with no bathroom, no kitchen. If I wanted to take a shit or pee, I had to like make sure I had my key, go out, walk down the hallway and go into the shared bathroom thing. I forget what it's called, like co-ops or something. I, I yeah. forget what it's called, but Tenement. it's like, <laughs> I don't even know what it's just shit, dog shit. That's what it's, that's what it's really called. So um, that was like 600 bucks a month or something. And I just remember thinking, like, if I could just make six hundred bucks a month doing comedy, and then like another hundred for groceries, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. And like, I literally, you know, I was doing MC work, feature work, and I was able to make like six hundred bucks a month. And then I just ate. There was a Seven Eleven across the street, and I just ate like uh, boiled eggs and like salami, those little salami pieces, those prosciutto and cheese things. Yeah, I just ate that every every day, and like that's a way you can become a full-time comedian. Yeah. But I guess like, if you want to live like a normal human being, <laughs> yes, then I would say like, oh, I just hocked all over the mic. Um, like a normal human being, um, maybe like last, last year, I guess I, I, I kind of felt like I could really do it full time. And again, it's just like my expenses aren't that bad. Cause I was living with my girlfriend. So I was only paying, you know, so much amount for rent living in Manhattan, but I was like doing the road every weekend. I was making, and then it's what you just have all these different incomes that come in, like from Sirius XM, from acting residuals, from social media, social media, when they were paying money, big money, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And, um, it's just hard to say, man, I guess it's just like, um, when, when you have enough coming in at the same time, enough different sources of revenue at the same time coming in, well, you are starting to feel like, um, yeah, I, I can pay my rent and some. Yeah. You know, that's I, but it's like I said, it's like, it's hard to say when. I guess for me, like I said, it's like, like um, when I downsized my life, I knew and I was about, I want to say four years in. And then when I, you know, living pretty comfortably, maybe seven years, eight seven years, years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So right now at the moment you feel relatively comfortable or do you feel like you still have your like pressures financially or yeah. mentally with stand up? I, I, mean, I, I have pressures financially, but they're almost like, they're almost like not real. Pre like, so I had a really good year last year where I made a ton of money and I'm like able to kind of like chill a bit, chill in terms of like, I'm, it's not like before, like just make 600 a month and you're fine. Yeah. I still have those numbers in my head. But like I have savings and I have um you know I, I have like backup things going on and like um so I'm able to but like like what the the things that do freak me out are like last year I made so much and now I'm making so little so again it's just like now I'm trying to downsize my life in in certain ways um but yeah no I it's just such a it's it's hard even. If you're living okay and comfortably, it's so hard in, in comedy or just in show business in general to not be freaked out because the sources of revenue are so infrequent. Like it took me about four or five years of working 
every single weekend, like getting consistent work every weekend, like it would just happen. Like if, if I was like on Tuesday, I have nothing this weekend. Levity Live would call, come do the weekend, right? Next yeah. weekend, I'd be like, I got nothing. Stress Factory would call. Or, and then you have your stuff booked up. You just, years of being that like anxious and like like my calendar's not full. Or you look at your calendar like, oh my, you know, everything's fine, but then October's fucked. Like it took four years of like everything, like just working out for me to finally feel um, a little bit more comfortable. All right. You know, yeah. Now, also speaking of that, like Levely Live calling you up yeah. for the weekend, booking your weekends. There's, you know, that whole thing of like, okay, I have options, but I gotta work hard and hit it. How did you forge those connections, like with the clubs? Was it like you found a manager first, or did you put in some hustle work and then a manager found you? Was it something like that? Yeah. So when I talk about Levity and like Stress Factory, that, that's like the last minute calls for like for like feature work. Yeah. But um, yeah. So a lot. It's funny. A lot of these clubs that. I get consistent work at even in the city there are places where i started out as like an open micer so it's like at levity i literally used to hand out these comedy flyers for manhattan comedy school for andy angle yeah i mean he he literally i would just sh he, he had some he emailed He's, me yeah he must have got my email because i signed up for some open mic yeah and right. he probably took their emails trying to find new people to do his bringer show and he was like you want to do my bringer show, bringer show, like just yeah, these random emails. I did one of those, yeah. Right, but there's yeah. another one that's like, um, you're looking for intern, and I was like, I'll, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I'll be an intern, and it was to go up to Levity Live and hand flyers out for his comedy class after the show. So after the show would let out, I would just be standing there, comedy class, comedy class, comedy class, comedy class, comedy class. And actually, it was actually not that bad because after a show, people are usually, you know, they've They're been nice. laughing. Yeah. So they, it would be actually pretty okay. But through that, I got to meet the whole entire staff. And a lot of times at good comedy clubs like Levity Live or like the funny, but like these big, like, you know, clubs that everyone wants, they, like their staff is usually like a family. So you have people that like um, the managers and and the, and the the GMs and like the so a lot of times like the cooks are like the staff people the bartenders they end up becoming the the GMs and the managers. Oh okay. So I got to know the whole staff and like a lot of those guys that used to just that were just servers are now like the managers and and like the bookers there you know. Yeah. So I would spend once a week for I guess two years doing that. I got to know everyone. Then I got to meet comics like um, big name comics. I got to meet their openers. Like I remember Greg Stone was one guy he was opening there and like he like gave me his numbers like if you ever need advice you know hit me up and this is when i was like a year in the comedy you know yeah so that was all big for me so now it's like um and then even at the comic strip like i got passed for late night there a year in the comedy so i had nothing going on so i would just do late night there every single night and you and do the audition did i did the audition? open lottery call nice. audition thing that's that's great because not i mean not they're not taking everybody yeah but yeah. my point is like uh, you have to you have to put in your time at a lot of places. Yeah, you know this whole thing of like I'm going to show up and I'm funny. They're going to book me. It's like that that doesn't really work. I mean, unless you can like sell tickets. Yeah, people aren't just going to book you because oh you're funny. We'll just book you. It's like right. there's no no. It's either they, they book people that they they know they like they're comfortable with or people that can make a shit ton of money. You know. Right. So it's like every club I work like um I get booked out. Where the hell like uh I started doing the comedy shop more. Like I know the guys who book the club now are like friends of mine. Broadway, I, I used to be an intern there. New York Comedy Club, I used to, I did late night there when like Emilio first bought the club, like whatever, seven years ago. So it's all like getting in and putting your time in. 
um, for a while, and then you get booked. So you know, a lot of people are like, like, I, I, I don't want to hang out, or I can't do the lottery audition. Blah yeah. blah blah. It's like. Yeah, no, yeah, because you're like a working comic. Why the hell would you just sit there and uh, do five minutes in front of two people, wait two hours to do that every night? You wouldn't. But again, it's just like you don't sell tickets, so why should anyone book you? It's just like, it's like, it's weird. It's almost like when you're a kid, that's the best time to learn another language. Mm -hmm. And then when you become an adult, trying to learn another language is it's like almost impossible. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like that with getting in the clubs in a way. Yeah. Hey guys, James Camacho here. I uh, interrupt this podcast to bring you some tour dates real quick. I hope you don't mind. Only like 15 seconds. Um, but next weekend, September 14th, I'm going to be at Louisville Comedy Club, Louisville, Kentucky. Then September 15th and 16th, Noblesville, Indiana at Brick Comedy Club. And then September 17th, Summit City Comedy Club, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Doing a nice little Midwest run. If you're in any of those cities, please come out. Love to see you there. Also, one last thing. I know we're over 15 seconds. I'm a liar. I'm Pinocchio. My nose, my nose is going to get big, and then I'm going to go to a gay strip club and bang a guy with my big nose. Um, this is the dirtiest plug ever. Um, October 21st, New York City. I am starting my own headliner series. It's a show where I'm going to headline, have some funny friends open. I'm going to work on new material, do crowd work. We're all going to have a good time. Tickets are $7 for that. You can get tickets to everything, jamescamacho.com. All right, back to the episode. Zaitin Adios, ILU. Well, it's like you got to strike while the iron is hot, while you have the energy, while you're young. It's like you did a lot of the right things, it seems, in that way. But also when you have nothing yeah. going going on. Yeah, like being yeah. a yes man, kind of like you have to say yes to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or, I mean, within reason, of course. But yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, you eat your shit, like you do the passing out the flyers after after a show, but you get to know everybody. And yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of merit to like having the friendships with people because it's like then they know, they know you can perform, but like you said, it's not the only thing. It's like Sometimes they don't even care if you uh perform well they right. just don't they just know you they oh, yeah. like you and they see like they, yeah yeah so you see comics who aren't great but they're good people and they can get along with people well yeah yeah you yeah know? and that and that helps yeah you know, that helps. and now too there's so many comics that like like uh, i feel like before every show which is all killers now there's just con there's a killer and then there's a bunch of people who get laughs so yes. you can you don't have to do that well anymore i feel like to like yeah, be yeah. on a show like before right. it's like if you weren't murdering and there's still shows like that where Sometimes I go on the comic strip, I see the lineup, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to be, a, you know, I better step my game up or I'm going to yeah, be exposed, yeah. you know? So, yeah. But yeah, it's like, um, yeah, you don't, I don't know. I, you don't have to be that funny anymore, I guess. No, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also, there's so many, it's probably competitive. It's competitive in its own way, too. Like, there's the clip culture and all that. And yeah, pressures. but I don't give a shit about any, like, like I do it because I want to get followings. But I, like, yeah. To me, if I'm, if I'm, if I don't do well on stage, like, I can't sleep at night. That's the, that's really what I care about. Yeah. You know? All the other shits like makeup, really. Yeah, you know. Now with all of that, obviously we talked a bit about the New York scene, how you got in places, how you feel like you progressed there. Yeah. With uh, I was curious too. We might have even talked about this before, but I kind of forget what you said about it. Like, how did you start headlining? Like, what was your transition from just being, yeah. you know, a club comic in New York to like, all right, now I'm hitting the road? And what was that like? Because you know, there's obviously like you have to have the confidence in your time to be like, oh yeah, I could do that. And yeah. other people have to have the confidence in that. So you want to know. So you're talking about like 
Transition to headline or transition to road? Headlining the, the, on the road. Well, I know you can headline within the city too, but like no, I mean I don't. There's no. There's nowhere. You, just, you have to. Well, if you're doing you know, a show, like if you draw on your own, you could do like an hour. Be like, hey, I'm doing an hour. At the oh stand yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Basically, headlining the road on the road. On the road. I mean, um, or I mean, do you hit the road first as like a feature? You're saying like as an yeah, opener, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to hit. Do that for a while before you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You start, or you—I mean—you start as an MC, and then you start at then you go feature, and then yeah. you go headline. Yeah, you don't. I mean, if like I said, it's like if you can sell tickets, you can go headline immediately, right? Because, but other than that, you can't sell tickets. Um, it's probably wise to advertise yourself for whatever time you have, minus like divide that by two, right? You know, because you'll feel the room. Yeah, and, and yeah. I started doing the road. Two years in, because in the city you're just doing five minutes here, five minutes there, and eventually you get five minutes, and then you do you may do some bar shows, seven minutes, you get seven minutes, and then it's like, you know, everything is about like um, challenging yourself. So it's like once you can do five, you want to do more. So eventually it was like, how can I, how can I get a thirty minute set together, right? Yeah. And then it's like you can't do it in the city. You have like, oh, you can go feature on the road. You do twenty, twenty five minutes. It's like that's what that's how I I have to do the time. To get the time to get that set, so yeah. I just would email. I literally like okay, so we're in New York. Yeah. I would just hit like uh, what are the surrounding states? Just email that. Uh, G G uh, Google that city or state, whatever comedy club, whatever would come up. I hit go to the contact. There'd be an email, and I would just email. Head uh, the thing would be feature work, um, James Camacho, and I would just send uh, my video, whatever clubs credits I had. And then, yeah, I just, that, that's it. There's no, like, um, like I'm, I felt ready and I went. It's just, like, it was more like, um, I have to, I want to do 30 minutes. I want to get a 30 minute, I want to get a longer set, so I got to go get it. And yeah. eventually, like, you know, you start doing 20, 30, whatever. You, you keep doing it and doing it. Eventually, you feel like, uh, okay, now I'm doing these 20-minute sets, 30-minute sets. It's going well, but I still have material left after. Then you start thinking, like, okay, maybe, maybe uh, I want to start headlining. You know, and then like uh, that's it. You just start advertising yourself as a hell when you feel ready. But it's like you should always feel like you should always feel like you, you should have always a, like some like a little bit of wariness. Because I remember before when I started to ask for headlining, I probably could have headlined way earlier, but I was so nervous and so scared that if I like, I remember it was like when I was preparing my when I first started headlining, all my sets. That would the way I would prepare is like I have to do every single joke on this list. Like or I have to do everything, everything I have Regimented ever. With it, yeah. Right, but then sometimes when you when you th you're too like uh, freaked out or too regimented, you're you're not connected on stage. Yeah, and slowly I would start like having like uh, okay, I would always get through because I had the material, but I would just have sets that wasn't that weren't that smooth or, or consistent, whatever. And something I started to realize is like. If you have the time, if you have 45 minutes, you're supposed to do 45 and you have 45 minutes of material, that's great. So when you should, you should have that as like a feeling of confidence. Yeah. Not like I have to do everything or I'm going to die. It's like, no, like there's going to be laughs. There's going to be heckles. There's going to be crowd work. There's going to be what, so like things are going to happen, right? You may spill your drink. You got to address that, whatever. Right. So you have the time. That's great. And just just be in the moment. So that took a while for me to like to learn how to do. But like it all just learned. It all just started from like I want to do this. How can I uh, accomplish that? And just figuring out 
it's weird because like a lot of people like ask me these like how do i get on the road how do i like i remember i did a show recently i went to some bar show and the guy's like how do i get on the road how do i you're on the yeah. road how do i get on there i'm like how would you go for a job like how would you find a job yeah. well i would just google i guess and like yeah it's the same shit just google Gotta reach out yeah that's it and then and then i tell him all this shit like you just go on the website you go to contacts blah 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 and then he just goes uh-huh uh yeah why don't you just dm me all these contacts later i'm just like oh you're a fucking idiot yeah yeah i'm like he li i literally like told he him, wanted you to do the legwork yeah he's like just send me all the emails when you have a like chance yeah and i'm like oh you're a fucking idiot yeah it's it's I don't know why people think comedy is different than anything else. It's just like, it's Google. Just Google gotta, it. You gotta do the leg where you have to reach out. You have yeah. to be proactive. Bro, yes. if, if you use yeah. Facebook search, yeah, go yeah. on Facebook search and just type in your comedy. If you, right. who books that? Go on Facebook search, yeah. type in the name of the club and the word booker, enter. There's going to be some idiot that posted on there at some point being like, thank you to you know Larry Fitzgerald for having me and booking yes. the great club. And then that's it. You got the, the person right there. Like yeah, yeah. They'll be tagged in that, their profile. You just, that's it. And some of them it's will stalking. like the Yeah. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> on that right now what I'm doing. I mean, like sometimes, have, I'll ask you about this too in a second, but like yeah. what I'm doing right now, I know this isn't like a sustainable model for like my career build up, but it is. Yeah. It's stage time and it's learning the ins and outs of dealing with clubs or like yeah. venues. I like I'm reaching out to like breweries to set up shows. I've done a bunch before. Yeah, yeah. Like I you know, I do my monthlies in Brooklyn. Yeah. But like I've done a couple of Long Island shows with this place, the Nutty Irishman on Farmingdale. Yeah. And those those went well. The first show we sold like a normal we sold like thirty five tickets. That was nice. These are your own shows. Yes, that yeah. I was producing and okay. hosting and stuff. And you okay. know, that's good in its own way because also I'm doing like hosting jobs. So I'm getting used to hosting a little. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um and then just, you know, dealing with the club and managing yeah. that in the comics. Everything's usually pretty smooth, nothing crazy. Yeah. But like I'm reaching out to breweries. I I know like some people have monopolies over breweries where they're like oh we own connecticut or massachusetts like we're doing all the comedy there yeah so it is interesting to see like you send like i'm sending like dozens and dozens like almost hundreds of emails yeah, yeah. and you get like one yes for like every 40 emails almost. Oh, but oh, 40 is generous i would say that's generous yeah. but also you get the yes though you do get a yes and a yes like, is worth it like if you yeah. work all day and someone goes i'll you have you headline my club for yeah two thousand dollars you're like i just made two thousand dollars exactly you know, for yeah. one day yeah you right. know so I'm, I'm in the middle of that, but I, did you also, to piggyback off what we were talking before about not just reaching out to clubs, did yeah. you ever reach out to comics to be like, hey, I'd love to like work with you or feature for you on the road? Or, have you done that? Or is it more organic? Like, yeah, I, like I said, it's like, I'm a, I, I, ha I have a hard time asking people for help and it's not like... No, I feel that. Yeah. It's, I'm it's, like that too. Yeah. It's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, but some, uh, like other people do it. And they do really like it helps them a lot. Like some people will ask people yeah. for recommendations to the seller. I'm just like, I, I I would ask them. I would rather ask them to kick my mom in the face right. than ask to recommend. That would be to the good seller. content too. Yeah, I know. You know <laughs> That's so. like good. Look at that. Where my ideas coming out here. Yeah. Um, but I I they but like they just know like like because um I guess from whatever background they have it's like yeah that's you know people helping people whatever like they're just more comfortable like that. But it's yeah. like for me it's like tough so. I only ask people if I could open for them if I had already had a, rep a, a relationship with them. Yeah. Um, I would never just ask someone I've never met before. Right. I would never be like, oh, I'm in town while this person's headlining the funny bone. Let me just, and I've never, never heard of them. Yeah, I, I would yeah. never do that. Like, Feel, yeah. that's crazy. And like, I, I, uh, I think I, I I think I had a good intuition because now when people like this happens all the time, I'll just post uh, any any day. I, I go here are my new tour dates. You know, here's a flyer. All that here's a 
I mean, just people I've never heard of. Like, Kong, I see yeah. your play. If you need someone, let me. I'm like, I don't. I yeah, never heard. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. even know who you are. Right, right, right. You know, it's like why? Why in earth would I? Yeah. Have you on my show? It's like you know. It's like yeah. what if you bought? Like I don't know. You could be funny, but I, of course, I, yeah. I, I still, I just, it's just a crazy thing that. Uh, that's how people go about it. Right. Well, what I've done a little bit of, I haven't really done this much in the last couple of months. Cause like I said, I'm with you. Like, I yeah. don't like to ask people for shit like us. Like I've filmed a couple of things for you and we've done a couple of things together, but it's like yeah. all been kind of organic. Like just, you were like, Hey, like I'm, I want this or I'm hanging out. Like, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I have a camera and you know, I'm trying to yeah. get in with comedy. So you're like, Oh yeah, of course, dude. But like what I did was I reached out like over Instagram or emailed a couple of comics. I'm like, Hey, if you ever need video work done, I do yeah. video work for you. And I also, you know, if you need like an opener or a feature or something, whatever, which realistically most people would say no, cause they already have their people sure. or whatever. But, um, no, a bunch of people were responsive. They were like, Oh yeah, no, like I actually am looking for that sometimes. So, you're offering something. Right. Like I, know? but that's me. Like I'd want to offer that. I'd be like, Oh yeah, I could film for you if you're looking for it. And like, but, I like to be yeah. like not pushy. Like I'm like, Oh yeah, I can. But it goes back know? with the clubs. Yeah. It's like people go, uh, book me. I'm funny. And you're like, why, why right. would I, but I don't know. I don't know who people you are. Being cocky without don't anything, anything about, about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you could sell to, if you can offer something, I could sell your yeah. club okay come over it's like it's the same thing it's like why yeah. the fuck would i have you i don't i don't right. care no i'm funny i don't care yeah some yeah. comics ironically aren't self-aware like there's this guy i don't even know his name or anything but he's from jersey he's like yeah. not a bad person but he like i remember one time i was hanging out at a club just my friend was on a show he came he's like hey yeah we just came in from jersey like yo can i get like a spot or something but he, the way his energy was he yeah. was like he was trying to be pushy and hold himself i was like yo like that's he doesn't see how aggressive he's being well, people, right now, just, you know? people yeah. silently hate them and right. uh, they'll distance themselves from them. I mean, I don't know. There's something to be said about having confidence, but that's just that's just stupid. Right. You know, the like balance that's, to be yeah, that's not yeah. that's not that's not the way. Well, I, you know, I, I might mention this to you too. Like, um, like I've been barking down by the uh, Grizzly Pair McDougal and yeah. Midtown and uh, Midtown, but down by McDougal, like I've met Eric Newman a couple of times. Okay. And he's from Queens. I'm from Queens. Yeah. And he's like very nice. And he was saying like, I forget, maybe I was asking about comedy. I was like, dude, like I saw he did like the Gramercy theater and I was like, dude, good for yeah. you, whatever. He's like, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it feels like a long time. Like, you know, he's yeah. been doing it like 14, 15 years and yeah. you know, it's cool to see like, he does a great job hosting. Like I've seen him host at the cellar a couple of times, mm -hmm. you know, very good what he does. Now he's doing the road a bunch, but like you could see like in his expression of it, he's like, fuck, it feels like forever. Like, oh, yeah. like thank God kind of energy. I'll, you know, I'll say this, like people are asking me about how my special taping went. Yeah. And I always have this response of like, it was, you know, it was a dream come true. It couldn't have gotten any better, but it's like none of this. I, I didn't get lucky with any of this. Like th yeah. this wasn't like, like, uh, whoo, like I got away with one there. It was like, no, it's like I've been working on the material for nine years. I busted my ass selling out the club, yeah. you know, like I, I had a relationship, like all these things were like, uh, it made sense, you know, it made sense why it went well, it made sense. And like at the end of the day, um, I guess you are happy. Nothing went wrong, like nothing out of your control, but it was it's a just, fun night. Yeah. But there's no, there's no, there's everything just feel like I feel, but you know what, in a weird way, those are the best type of a comp because then you really feel proud of yourself and like, you really feel like, you know, like, um, those are more important than like, uh, like, I don't know, like pulling a fast one or like, uh, you know, just like, oh, like I, 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 I did like, I don't know. There's something about like, uh, working hard for something.